Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Beyond, the podcast for lion-hearted men, the podcast for people ready to explore the beyond, the podcast for those of you who know and can take a moment, and you can do this right now, to feel into that beautiful, powerful place inside of yourself. You breathe in and you invite in, you calibrate to, you build a cairn that shows, find the path for that part of yourself that knows how extraordinary you are, that feels alive, that feels the care and the beauty and the willingness to learn and the thoughtfulness and the way of being that feels alive, that feels energized, that feels good, that feels aligned, that feels in integrity, that there is a place in you where when you are awakened to, when is on board, when is booted up, when is invited and loved and cared for, that carries you beautifully, powerfully through self-doubt, through any confusion, through any places in you and allows you to be the powerful, beautiful being that you be. And this makes sense to those in the beyond. This makes sense to the beyonders. Because as a beyonder, what you know is that the normal world isn't the world for you. The normal world where we find identity through the simple, easy places of what your resume looks like, what your grades are, how good your story when you go home for the holidays, when people ask, what are you up to or what do you do, and you list the list of things that you're supposed to quote-unquote be doing to add value, to gain value in the culture. A beyonder knows that none of that is worth anything. A beyonder knows that what is really true is being with ourselves, is really being present, really being with self, and that when someone asks that question that there's no wobble, that there's just clarity, and no matter what they say or what they ask or what face they make or how they present it or what they think you're supposed to do and whatever they is, whoever they is, the culture, the mom, the dad, the brother, the partner, the friend, whoever it is, whatever they think you're supposed to be doing, you're able to stay with yourself and outside of the shoulds and ought tos. All of that to say welcome, 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 welcome in this beautiful time of year. I'm in the Southern Hemisphere in Australia right now where it is heading towards fall. We're still in the warmth of the summer. In the Northern Hemisphere, it's sort of the August-September time and we're about, I'm about, uh, let's just say, at the Miami level of, 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 um, of, of latitude. And so um, that's the, about the temperature and I'm heading south Instead of heading north in the, in the U.S., we'd be heading north to get to the cooler, the cooler temperatures in the fall time. In the southern hemisphere, of course, we head south towards the South Pole in that way. So we're headed south in that particular way. And I just am so delighted that in part of the world, it's springtime where things are coming alive and, and coming forth and bringing life and bringing, and bringing the buds and all the nourishment out of the soil in here. In the southern hemisphere, it's starting to be fall where all of that is dying and going towards the quiet time of year. It delights me that this earth is so dynamic and the world is so dynamic that all of that is happening all the time. I just, it just is beautiful. On this particular podcast, I'm trying to want to do something different. This dawning came to me and so I'm inviting you into this exploration with me. 
then the writing that I've been doing lately is story-based, that a story will come and want to be told. A story will come and offer its gifts and its energies. And I just love, love, love and will continue to hold space for the energies of the world. I imagine them like clouds or I imagine them like circling above out in the world. The energies, the ideas, the thoughts, the reflections, the love, the care, the beauty, the the, the connection. And there's dark energies out there also, but I'm attuned to all the positive, beautiful ones and that they are looking for a way into this world. They are looking for a conduit to come and be expressed that there are so many beautiful, beautiful ways of being human beings, of being connected to the natural world that are beyond our five senses, that are out beyond, that are beyond possible, beyond what we think of as possible, what we know in our gut, the beyonders know. The beyonders know that more is possible. And so we live and we train and we offer ourselves to that world and the energy and thoughts come through. And so the stories that are coming through my writing up to this point are stories that are out there that show up for me in a day and then want to be expressed and want to be told. And so I feel like a conduit for the stories and this beautiful writing, writing like I've never done before in my life, is coming through and pouring out. And I hope that if you're reading it, you're enjoying it, it's fun, it's playful, it's funny, it's irreverent, it's, it's, it's got, a, I think, a beautiful point to it. My hope is to bring that into the podcast. And so today there's a couple stories that I want to sort of launch into. All They're all around this idea of building self. They're all around this idea of of what happens when we let go and stop making excuses and stop being victims and start to really rely on self, the true work of a beyonder. And what happens when we enter that place where we can not wobble. And so those are really the key parts, the real you, the wobbling, and the stopping making excuses and being a victim. And those are big topics that, we will, that I will continue to go into. But the stories that are resonating right now with me is thinking about my sweetheart, Laura. And at one point in 2003, I believe it was, her house in San Diego County burned down in one of the fires, in one of the, the wildfires wild that you hear about all the time these days. Back then it was a little bit more unusual. But it, that it ravaged, you know, it swept through the grasslands of San Diego County. And there they were in their house, and there they were trying to protect their dogs and their animals and all these beings. And they watch the fire, and the fire is blowing and blowing and blowing, and the wind is incredibly scary. The wind is just incredibly scary because it knows when the wind blows, it blows up the fire, and the fire then spreads faster. And so they spent time, all this time, like, you know, trying to save the house, trying to save the house, hoping the fire would go a different direction, watching the winds, praying for rain, deciding what to do, when to leave, what to save, all these kind of different things, hoping, hoping, hoping that the house wouldn't burn down. But then the house did burn down. The fire got so strong that one moment there she was standing there driving and she had to either drive it through the fire, not knowing what was on the other side, or go back to the house and try to save it and and just this like moment of decision of and they they drove through to the other to the fire it was just a one line and they made it through and then the house burned down and the beautiful thing that Laura does so beautifully and I just so deeply honor and and um, see and and just think is so incredibly powerful as she watches um, friends and other people identify with being a victim of their fight of the fire that they then adopt this identity as a survivor of the fire that my house that everything I had 
was burned. And of course that's true and there's a massive tragedy in it and there's time to mourn and there's time to be sad. But that was 20 years ago and what she's watching is other people are still holding on to the identity as a, as a, as a you know, this horrible, terrible thing happened to me back then. And Laura has been in a place which I just so deeply honor and cherish and, and, and watch in her and learn from is this place of saying, yeah, that happened and it was horrible. And it's not going to define me because who I am is bigger. Who I am is more than that. Who I am is more than that. I'm not just a victim. I'm not just a victim of this event. That event doesn't get to define and control my life for the rest of the way. And so that I then get to have people pity me or I get to make excuses or I get to identify with whatever that might be. I think it's a really powerful story that can be applied to a lot of different things. A lot of different things. A lot of different things. When hard things happen in life, the hard things are going to happen in life. They have to happen in life. Part of being a beyonder is that we know hard things happen and so we train for them. We know them. We live through them. And sometimes most of the most of the most meaningful moments in life, some of the most incredibly powerful, meaningful moments in life, I'm thinking of my friend David and what he's living through right now with his partner Eva, who's having a really challenging health decision, health situation that's just wildly tragic and challenging. And the way that they're approaching it and the way that they're living it is that they're both coming alive in some really um, big way. But as he said, this is one of the most meaningful, powerful experiences of my life. I'll never be the same man ever again. This has shown me how caring, how loving I am. This has shown me that I can show up in hard moments. This has shown me the depth of my ability to feel, the depth of my ability to love, the depth of my ability to be the man that I want to be like nothing I could ever imagine. I always doubted it. I always doubted it, and now I don't. Now I know who I am. And I would never, ever, ever wish this experience on anyone. And I wouldn't ask for this again, nor do I particularly enjoy it. But he's using the challenge, the difficulty to work into this place, to just have a perspective and a way of thinking and seeing the world that is beautiful, that is powerful, that isn't playing the victim card, that isn't being angry at life. There's moments, of course, when he's angry at life. There's moments, of course, when he's hurting and having a hard time. All of them are. So, of course, I'm sending them just so much love and care right now. So much love and care. And honoring their journey with so much reverence. And so inspired, so incredibly inspired and touched by the ability to learn to allow the hard things to happen in life and not define themselves by them, but to allow them just to be part of this journey, to allow them to be part of the experience of being human, of loving deeper, of feeling more and deeply connected, but not falling in in the place where that's all that you are, or that allowing that to then collapse everything else happening in life, allowing it to be, because again, Laura has friends knows people who are still caught, stuck, challenged in life, who are saying, you know, this horrible thing happened to me and so how could I possibly be happy? How could I possibly live? How could I possibly move on when I lost everything? How could I possibly survive that in any way? 
and they're still stuck, and they're still stuck, and they're still stuck. And we could talk about this with a number of different events in life. We could talk about this with anxiety. If you feel anxiety, there's a place where you can say, like, well, I'm somebody who has anxiety. I'm somebody who identifies with this. I'm somebody who identifies with being a victim. And then you get to make excuses. You get to make excuses about why you don't do things in the world. You get to make excuses about why things aren't going your way. You have this way of saying, like, oh, well, I could be successful or I could do something in life, but I have this thing called anxiety. And so I guess I'm just screwed and I can't do that. And again, not to, just offering mad respect and, and honoring that it's challenging. Depression, challenging. Anxiety, absolutely challenging. Big, hard moments in life, wildly challenging. My dad, I just remember the dark days after my dad died. Those were dark. They were dark enough that I was not suicidal, but as close as you could be, wishing that someone would jump out of the woods and just take me out many, many times. Just at the edge, at the end, squeezing, throwing, throwing rocks, screaming, throwing rocks at the water, throwing rocks uncertain why, like screaming at God, crying and crying and crying, so much pain. And there's that place of working through the place of, of feeling the feelings and knowing that there's a way out, knowing that there's a way through, knowing that the connection with the moon that I cultivated during that time is absolutely stunning and beautiful because I know that wherever my dad is, or I believe that wherever he was, wherever he is, is that he could see the same moon I could see. That he could connect to the natural world, that I can connect to the natural world, and whether or not my dad is there or not, I believe him to be, I feel the connection there, and that's what matters. I now feel connected to the natural world, the beauty and the majesty, the willingness of those rocks to hold my anger, the willingness of those moments, the screams, the water to take and learn and teach. This is a big ask. This is a really big ask that I'm, that I'm offering here is to say that we can get through these times, that we can get through these things. If we let go of the anxiety, if we let go of the depression, if we let go of the victimhood, if we let go of the whatever the victimhood is, whatever the excuses are, and actually step into, and I think one of the biggest challenges of doing this is actually where does the self land? Where does the real you go if I'm not identified as one of these things? And they can be positive things as well. Oh, I'm an A student. Oh, I'm a valedictorian. Oh, I went to this college or I went to that college. Oh, I have this profession or I make this much money or I drive this car or I wear these clothes or I do these things all symbols, all ways of, of, of protecting, if you will, the self, of having the self be able to, you know, when someone asks you, what do you do, who are you, or you go to a party or you, you know, are just um, posturing in the world that people look and they see you and it gives you something to say at a dinner party. It gives you something for people to go like, oh, how, what nice art or what a nice car or what a nice clothes or, you know, we have something to talk about, we have something to do now. And so that there's not the, not the place of, you know, am I okay, am I okay, am I okay? So the self needs to have a story to tell. When someone asks, so, you know, what are you doing? Or when you're in the world and you're out there and how do you feel about yourself? Do you feel good about your life? Do you feel good about who you are? And you let go of the, the excuses. You let go of the victimhood. You let go of the identity as a, you know, earner of this much money or owner of this many houses or uh, you know this kind of person and we actually be with the real you 
we actually be in the place. And I would say that that's the place when we can when we can be with ourselves. When I am with myself, that is a place where I am happy. That is a place where I feel alive. That is a place where I feel deep meaning, connection with myself, with my people, with my friends, with my lover, with my kids, with my, with the with the with the golden orb spiders, with the moon, with the water, with all the energies of the cosmos. That when I am with myself, that then I am able to. I don't need any validity from the outside world. And that is a really powerful place to get, and I think it's the thing that one the U.S. culture doesn't do a very good job of helping us be with ourselves and learn the importance of being able to be quiet, being able to feel good about ourselves. There's this really wild thing that happens in the U.S. as I'm outside of it and have been for about four months that I'm able to see and look and watch people there, my friends, my people there, constantly fall into a place of not feeling good about themselves constantly always be calibrating towards something's not working or something's broken or I should be feeling this or I'm supposed to be feeling that or some fear or some something it is really a vortex it is like a magnetic attraction a downward spiral that is really really interesting and so having been able to step out of that it's able to say like oh I don't need to I don't need to be playing those games I don't need to be judging myself one I don't need to be falling into the places of of, of self-doubt judgment all that kind of stuff but then I also need to, I don't need to value myself on all of the, the, the ways, the resume building, the, the, the structures that say you're a valid person or not a valid person. And so the beyonders know that we are stepping beyond what we're calling the normal world and into this place, into this place of connection, into this place of beyond excuses. So that was a story of the fires that translates into a lot of different places. There's another story that I feel like is related and connected here. And it's the story of it's the story of what I want to call the whispering, which is a which is a place, it's a community. And at the community, what happens is that it's a it's um people attracting people attracting energy. It's um like a law of attraction kind of place. It's actually there's some culty energy and I wanna just clarify that cults for me are places of um, that I think have gotten a very bad rap. And they've gotten a bad rap for a reason that I'll explain in a second, but they're actually these beautiful places that are trying to do deeply connected, meaningful things. There's often people there who are really deeply um, connected in ways that are, that are, that are um, in the world, in the realm of the beyond um, to the energies of the cosmos, to truths, to ways of being that are super, super powerful. And they are offering the lessons in ways that can be super powerful. And of course, cult is like a community. It's a community of people coming together for, to, to focus, to learn, to grow, to take care of each other, to love each other, to be in connection. Now, what's happened in, 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 this, so in this particular place, um, or generally what happens in cults, is, is that the leader or the leaders, um, there's often a, a, a wobble. There's a, there's a, um, there's a, a distortion in the leadership and then they get um, my perception of it is that it happens all over the place in yoga communities in uh, in many many caring communities where the leader gets full of themselves and then and then starts to uh, it just creates a wobble in it creates a I don't want to say wobble because I want to use wobble for something else it, it creates a distortion in the field that then that then becomes a power game 
Um, so here's a way that I would here's a way that I would say it again. I heard the story about people in this particular community that I'll call um, whispering, and and it was about um, them using the law of attraction, which is about 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 putting an intention out into the world and trying to attract something. So, for example, um, I want to um, um, manifest today a pair of running shoes. And I don't, and, and the challenge offered to the community was to say, great, so manifest a pair of running shoes without having to buy it. And they were practicing this muscle, if you will, of, of, of creating that level of, let's call it, vibration in the world where they were able to manifest, create, attract the law of attraction, that kind of energy to them in the world. And I, I will say, like, I've been playing with this and I'm really intrigued by it. And, and what I notice in that, in, 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 in that particular way, what happens is that the, it creates this um, energy of, of maybe they're really, really good at it. And, and certainly I am not at the place at this point where I can, I can do that level of attracting. Um, and maybe by saying it, I'm saying that I'm not able to do it but, because I'm going to soften my language and change it. But what I noticed for myself is that in the past, that 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 is so specific that when it happen when it when it doesn't happen, it creates this feeling in me and I think in others as I notice of I'm not working hard enough, or I'm not doing it right, or I'm not um, I'm not good at this, or I should be trying harder, or I should be at a more advanced level, or. Um, or, or, or it creates some really weird distortion of like, oh, I'm at a yoga class and oh, look, there's a pair of gym shoes right there next to me in my cubby. I know that somebody left those there for me and then like, like steal the gym shoes, you know, and it's just like, okay, well, that doesn't strike me as a a very um, grounded and positive um, version of the law of attraction. And so, um, this is a kind of, this is a kind of vibrational energy that I think gets gets distorted in cults and also in um, and also in 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 these kind of situations and um, um, I notice I'm feeling right in the moment as I'm talking about this like it's really clear in my head I hope it's clear and conveying what I'm wanting to be conveying and I'm just noticing I feel like I'm wanting to be a little bit more clear than I'm being but I'm going to keep going and and trusting that it's coming through I'm just naming my experience in the moment because what's relevant in this in this particular place for me is is that I'm very sensitive to how we talk about ourselves, and I'm very sensitive to the experience of connecting to the real you, and I'm very um, caring about myself mostly um, in my own journey around this. And you just felt that place where I or when I said I'm not good at this, I was like, oh wait, I don't want to I don't want to own that. I don't want to say that, um, but. But the, so I'm being very careful about how I talk to myself. So here's the here's the the um, what feels relevant for me in this particular place is that what I call it is the the wobble, and the wobble is being really gentle and aware as a teacher, as a coach, as a partner, as a friend as a dad, as a human being, and in relationship to myself about how I experience the world and how I talk to myself about experiencing the world. And I think this is really, really important and relates so much to the victim piece 
and the place of finding a positive and powerful sense of self. And what it's about is it's about, in the, in the case of, of attracting things, of as, 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 as I would offer the lesson, again, for myself and for you and forever, if I was a teacher in this kind of way, isn't to say go out and manifest a pair of tennis shoes or a tennis racket or um, you know, a green, a green um, hat. What I would say is, is where is, there, where is there truth? Where is there a place that you can land where you feel really good about your capability? Okay, so for me, what I'm noticing at the level that in which I am in, I am really, really grateful for my desire to play in the world of attraction. And I say, is that true? Is there any wobble? Is there any part of me that's like, nah, no, I'm not really, no, like that's not actually true. So like when I say I'm really good at manifesting, you know, a green hat, like I'm, I'm at the place where I'm just like, oh, I haven't yet, I'm not at that level yet. So there's a wobble. That's a wobble because I'm doubting, I'm doubting my capability and my, my, my experience. And I'm tuning into how it feels in my body and like how it feels when I say that kind of thing. And that I'm having the experience when I've tried that out in the world of like, oh, I really want to win the lottery today. I'm like, oh, I'm really confident I'm going to do it. And I go buy a lottery ticket and I don't win. And I'm like, oh, I guess I'm not good enough at this. Or I guess I don't care enough about this. Or I, oh, I've heard about other people who go to the casino and they know how to win at the casino. And I go to the casino and I don't win at the casino. And I'm like, oh, shit. Well, I guess I'm not as good at them. Or I'm not. Okay, so that's all wobble. That's all wobble. So instead of saying that at my level of experience, would I come back and I'm like, okay, and I play this game with myself. I'm often do it when I'm running and I'm going I'm to record a running session at some point here. But I come back and I play this game with myself, which is to say, okay, wh- how, can I, how can I language what I am up to? How can I say it to myself? How can I hold it and feel it so that there's not a wobble? And so that when I say something about myself, I feel 100% true and accurate on it. What happened the other day when I was running, as I was running and it was a really hard day, I ran about an hour and a half, about 10 miles, longer than I've ever run before and it was fucking hot and I was and I was really struggling and I said to myself whoa like there is you know I was trying to be positive and trying to be like okay well this is great it's okay I'm hot but I'm just trying to be good and I said god there's no place I would rather be and I was like and as soon as I said it I was like wait that is just not true like that is that it like no I'm like I'm suffering like this is not fun like I would much rather be walking or much rather like dive into that cold ocean right or like just like there's a lot of places I would rather be so I'm like that's not true so there's a wobble and so then I was like I'm running I'm running you know I'm some playing around and I'm a little bit altered and I'm a little bit and I'm like okay well what is true okay well I'm really grateful for my training like I'm I like it that that I like it that I'm training and I like it that I feel like I'm getting in shape and I like it that I'm committed to to playing this game and I like it that I'm actually doing this exercise right now and as I'm saying that I'm like no those like that I like no wobble there's not a wobble in any of those like do I like it that I'm learning yes do I like it that I'm actually like out here pushing my edge yes I do like that do I like it that I'm giving myself permission to stop and run or walk uh okay there's a little bit of wobble in that okay so so I'm an, I'm I like it that I am working to get to the place where I am okay walking instead of running to give myself a break. That yeah, that actually feels better. Okay. So now let's see I'm going to take some steps. Okay, I feel okay right now about taking some walking steps instead of running steps. Yes, that feels that feels good. And so I keep playing that game with myself. And in the same way with the manifesting the green hat, it's like okay, am I like I am so 
thrilled that I am actually playing in the arena of, of being kind to myself. Is that true? Yeah, that's actually really on target. Am I liking the idea of talking to myself positively like, like, like with so much integrity? Yeah, I actually really like that. And I feel like I'm learning and I feel like I'm getting better at it. Yes, that is true. Yes, and, and if I'm open to it, kind of magical, amazing things are happening if I'm, if I'm asking for them and if I'm allowing them and I'm not too specific about them at this point. Like, yeah, that's actually true because I found a frog in the bottom of a toilet in an outhouse in, in, in like a tree frog at the bottom of a toilet at the end of a day one day. And I'm like, that's a fucking miracle because I was out in the rainforest looking for frogs and I was like, that's where I'm going to see a frog. And I see it in the bottom of a toilet. Like, you couldn't, you couldn't imagine that. I also wrote a beautiful article about that. So, like, I'm open. Am I creating things like that? Yeah, I do. I actually think that if I'm open and I do it the right way, that amazing, magical things are happening to me in those ways. And I like taking credit for, and I feel can feel myself taking credit for and calibrating towards a place where actually I am open to and feeling really positive, a positive wave of me being alive, a positive wave of creating, a positive wave of feeling myself engaged and alive and feeling like I'm being the man that I want to be. Is that all true? Yes. There's not wobble in any of that. It's actually really beautiful in that. And so that to me is really different of playing that game of treating myself with so much dignity and care and respect and of being willing to play the game to do so. That feels so different to me than saying I'm going to manifest, you know, uh, uh, I'm a New York Yankees hat, although they're all over the place here. And I saw, anyway, um, I saw my first Mets hat today, which I was just astounding. And I didn't talk to the guy because I was so curious about why I had a Mets hat on and not a Yankees hat because everyone has Yankees hats on. It's very weird. Anyway, um, um, it's, it's this beautiful idea of like, you know, so, so when I say I'm going to manifest that kind of thing, it, it, there's wobble and then it throws this thing into self-doubt. It throws myself into a self-doubting place and that self-doubting place is a wobble and it's, and it's not kind and it's not generous and it doesn't actually feel good and it throws me and I, and I think many people into that place of, of questioning self, of lacking confidence, of, and, and it even, I think, has to do with going back to the original story of the fire, of the victim in the anxiety place, of as we play in those places and as we step into self, doing so with so much tenderness and so much gentleness and so much um, yeah, tender creativity. And, and, and then I think the last place that I want to wrap and, and, and share today is the idea of of to do this work is really beautiful. It is the work and the training of beyonding, of becoming a beyonder. And it's for and, and you will know because you'll be able to follow and feel and know this this depth and this place and this care inside of us. And if you're caught in one of these victim stories or caught in one of these places where you're feeling like you're caught in the normal world, but you know you want things to be different. That, that there is a place of being really elegant and gentle with yourself and that there's no, um, um, how do I want to say it? Uh, I want to say it in a way of, of typically the way that it happens is that if a train is going in a certain direction in a certain speed, the train will need a certain amount of time to slow down. The train will need a certain amount of time to make a turn to be going the other direction. And so if you notice yourself heading in a direction that you don't want to be heading, which of course we all do at different times, give yourself some grace and give yourself some time to start to be really gentle and notice. 
and just to be positive, positive, positive at every place, just even the place of noticing that the train is going in a direction you don't want it to be going, is noticing like, oh my God, I have so much anxiety. And just being able to say to yourself like, oh wow, I, I, I like becoming aware of it. And then intentional action is so incredibly powerful. And you just start to acknowledge, acknowledge, acknowledge yourself for the smallest movement. And this ties to the, what we were talking about the other day, which is like small, small, open loop, closed loop, open loop, closed loop. Little action, little action, little action to turn, to be positive, to pay attention, to create momentum. It changes our fucking brain chemistry. There is evidence in all of this just to say it again. I said it in the last podcast, but I'll say it again. And I don't know what order they're going to come out in, so it might not be the last, but it's one right around here, which is to say that there is, there is evidence from Andrew Huberman, Jordan Peterson, Stanford, like big-time researchers about being able to change, change. You don't, you, you don't have to be a person who is gripped by anxiety your whole life. You don't have to be someone who is defined by depression. You don't have to be someone who's defined by your, your wealth category, by making this amount of money, you know, and by, by being that identity. We can change and shift those things and find our way to ourself, like at the cellular level, the biological level. It is, that is incredibly powerful. It is so beautiful and so powerful. And that's, that, to me, is what we're up to here. That's what I am up to here, both with, for myself, if you can hear it, how committed and kind and thoughtful and passionate and intense and, and driven and playful and creative I am right here in creating this and being gentle and kind to myself and creating this law of attraction and being, creating like the opening, the conduit for all the beautiful energy that wants to come into the world of standing here on top of this beautiful land saying to the energies of the cosmos right here, let's play Come on, there is energy here for love and connection and wonder and intrigue and beauty and honesty and doing hard things and being willing to be in the mess and the beauty of the, of the moments. Like, yes, 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 let's fucking go. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for listening to Beyond. Thank you for your energies of being beyonding. Please be in touch. I would love to talk with you, share with you, have conversations, explorations, idea swaps, whatever it might be. An email at morgan at morganrich.com leave a comment wherever it might be thank you for listening thank you mostly mostly thank you for being you the beautiful being that you do for your heart for your care for your commitment and blessings deepest deepest blessings be well